Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today... I'm going to be doing a solo episode just talking about the powerful tool of EFT tapping as well as basically everything that has to do with like Saturn going through the 8th house. I have this transit right now so I'll be talking a lot about 8th house themes which I feel like the EFT tapping really connects to. So I should have made notes and I don't know exactly where I'm going to like ramble to, but the reasoning for me talking about this transit is just because right now, and by transit, I mean Saturn going through the eighth house. So if you're a cancer rising, um, this is happening for you. And if you're not a cancer rising, this is not happening for you, but take a look at what sign rules your eighth house. And I guess I'll first break down what the eighth house is. So, and then last year I had my Jupiter return in the eighth house. Like my Jupiter naturally sits in there. And um, just lots of changes about in my life what the eighth house represents. So I really want to talk about the eighth house. I'm like deep in the eighth house. And the eighth house is all about going deep into things whenever whenever someone asks me to describe the eighth house I never really know how to describe it and I just say it's the deep dive house and it's like what are you deep diving into I don't know it's it's boundless what you can deep dive into like there's almost like no limits to what you can kind of investigate with the eighth house it's like it feels like nothing is off limits because you're at a point where you want to uncover things in your life and nothing really scares you at this point. So that's like the eighth house or you just have like a, I don't want to say you don't, you don't have an, I don't give a shit attitude, but, um, you're just like, you're at like a point where you're like, nothing will freak me out or scare me. I've been through some stuff. The eighth house is represented by like Scorpio. So um, if you know a Scorpio or know anything about Scorpios, I feel like they're pretty tough people. So going through an eighth house, transit are just really looking at your eighth house. It's sort of like even areas where you can face things that don't necessarily scare you anymore and you can look at them and be like, okay, transformation time and like really almost know that certain parts of you have to die in order for new parts to be reborn the like transformation death and rebirth is a very big thing um yeah I have Jupiter there so if you have any eighth house placements I mean you're gonna you might naturally be 
inclined to go towards self-improvement things or just want to constantly transform yourself. So like I describe it as like if you knew me five years ago, I'm not – like that person is like dead. It's a a new kind of version and it's almost like the eighth house can also deal with like obsessions or getting really fixated on things. So um, I like to say we all have like – habits or fixations or like little addictions like we all have them but I like to say um you like we need to have good addictions like be addicted to good things so like um so that we're not picking bad things and like harming ourselves but um almost where was I going with that with the obsession like almost like obsessions but you might have an obsession with transforming like constantly constantly changing and transforming which you kind of have to you can't always be transforming. Like there has to be rest periods. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about the EFT. So I started doing EFT. What I did, let me pull up a transit chart for like the time that I actually did the tapping. So I started on and always think about the axis. What I, I need to do like a podcast about every sign basically holds wisdom of its opposite. Like I have this thing where like – so I'm a Gemini, right? But like Gemini sun sign. But there's a little Sagittarius in there. And the same goes if you're a Sagittarius sun, you got a little Gemini in you. Like every sign is its opposite. I wrote – I've written stuff down. But like that's my – I'm going to do like a whole thing. But when we look at um, the eighth house – we have to look to the opposite. There's a little bit of wisdom in that second house, which can help us when looking at the eighth house. Okay. Because I think the date that I'm picking is the second house for me, wait, which means when there's second house transits, you got to look to that eighth. Because if we think about when we have our new moons and full moons, it's like you plant the seed. Okay. Sometimes when I talk, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, so you, I'm just going to, when am I recording this? I'm recording this in when is this going to go up? I have, a, I have a list for that too. Wait. If you're an air sign and you don't have many lists, I mean, are you even an air sign? Um, oh, yeah. So this is going up at like the end of Aquarius season. So, I mean, for me, okay, Aquarius is the eighth house. That's why I'm doing That's why I'm inclined to do this. But it, so I'm planting the seeds, aka the new moon is in, was in my eighth house at the beginning of the month of February. So I'm planting seeds there and then the full moon's in Leo in the opposite house, second house. So you're almost releasing something there, but that you planted seeds for six months prior. Okay. So when you're, when we have, when we're going through the zodiac wheel, like your personal needle chart with the sun seasons and seeing what like theme of life is being highlighted for you, you have to look to the opposite sign as because of where six months prior you planted a seed and then there's a release point for you there with that full moon, like a celebration or release. Um, But then you're planting like a new seed. Okay. I think I just like helped myself understand something better there as I'm talking. So I'm really (laughs) hoping that made sense to you. And um, like hopefully you got something out of what I just said. Sounded kind of cool as I said it. I have no idea. I'm wearing my glasses as I record this. You can't see. My eyes have been killing me when I – like I'm staring at – like I have two computers in front of me right now. Um, and then all day working on the computer and then the phone and the technology. It's just my eyes – like I have pretty good vision. 
I can see everything super clear. It's like the brightness level though, like the blue light. So I don't, I have like the blue light blocking glasses on, but I feel like it really brings out my inner Gemini and I just feel it's like a vibe random but like if you wear glasses you probably know you might hate or love it if you've always worn glasses but like I don't know I'm just digging the I'm digging the glasses vibe it just I don't know what it does okay so okay so I started tapping on July 23rd 2021 and I believe this was right before it was like the day before we had a full moon in Aquarius and I believe it was the first of two that we had in 2021. So I'm looking here and we have Sun and Leo. We have Mars and Leo. So those are in my second house. And then opposing that, um, we have Saturn in the eighth. Jupiter ha- was like in Pisces, but like it's it was retrograde. And then, yeah almost that full moon Aquarius. Okay. So basically, okay, I'll talk about what this, I talked about the eighth house meant, right? So there's lots of different meanings of the houses too. Like I might not say all of them, um, but the second house, it's a work house. So it's basically like, like if someone were to come to me in a natal chart reading and be like, what should I do for work? I would, we would look at the 10th house first and the sixth house, then the second. So the second is like, sort of your views on how you want to like earn an income so um it could also explain like you like how you earn money like tangible resources that you have and the value that you put on your work so it's almost like um if you think about whatever your job is during the day whether you're like employed by someone else or self-employed the second house has a lot to do with what you're char- like what you're charging for your services as an entrepreneur or um when you're when you've done like salary negotiations and things like that that's a direct second house um connection there because it is our it's the second eighth house is the Taurus Scorpio axis so with um with Taurus, it's all about like, this is what I have. This is what I earn. These are my things. These are my beautiful things that, you know, and you kind of place a value on them. So it's almost like in a way when you would do it, when you have a job, you're placing value on yourself and what you are worth. So that's the second house. So, um, cause I've, I've, I've done, I don't know if you're self-employed listening to this or you, have done south like people tend to I feel like undervalue themselves in terms of um like salary negotiations or what people offer for things like I used to offer I feel like a very low amount for natal chart readings for the value that people get and um it it takes it's a big like um like confidence boost like knowing to step into your power and like actually ask for what you're worth because I mean, the like the worst someone will say is no, but you always have the option to go somewhere else um, to sort of align yourself with the right people, places, and things, right? So I like to say that if the second house is more like directly what we earn, so like 
you know, one session equals this, one product sale equals this, one hour of work is this, or like one month salary is this, like that's second house. Then the eighth house is like, how do we go deep and expand on that? So like, maybe I should invest my earnings and make even more. So like anything to do with investments, or if you wanted to like invest jointly with somebody and like buy property with somebody or start a business with somebody or like it's like when you bring your assets with someone else's assets to make even more assets or just invest yours some form of investment or anything to do with passive income so if the second house is like I work these many hours and I get this much in return the eighth house is like how can I offer something that I don't have to be directly available for but still be earning an income that's one way to look at these houses. Another way to look at it is the second house is more sensual and the eighth house is more sexual. That There's that spin on it. If just in case you've ever Googled second or eighth house access, like these are some things that will come up. Um, but my focus just with everything has really been with money. And I have Saturn going through there and Saturn is all about discipline and structure and Saturn's basically like get your shit together um so that's that's fun but we have um like the way that I am with like spirituality and thinking if the eighth house is also like diving deep into transformation what's one way you can transform well one way you can transform is by reprogramming your subconscious and I might have a podcast on here where I talked about that but I've studied the subconscious and it's freaking fascinating and basically like as human beings we operate kind of like on autopilot with a lot of things whether we realize it or not which like isn't good if you find yourself on autopilot try to shake something up but like most of what like our reactions to things are just like past program stuff in our subconscious and when I learned this I was like I want to try to change my subconscious honestly as an experiment to see what would happen because I mean it's not like I was going to attempt to change it to make it worse. I'm like, I'll attempt to make it better. So it's either going to stay the same or it will get better depending how people feel about like if they're like skeptical about it or not. I mean, I was like, it's worth a shot. Why not try it? So I was like, well, what do I want to, you know, reprogram my subconscious to do? So where I sort of um, come from in an essence was – I was, I was doing a lot of – I have to Natalia Benson on um, Instagram at Natalia, I think underscore Benson. I think there's an underscore there. She's wonderful. I found her in 2019 when I was doing my yoga teacher training and um, I was attending her like free astrology classes and I had no idea she did stuff with like business and money and everything like that. But like I just loved her vibe and I loved that she um, – like the way she spoke about astrology. She's one of the first people I like self-studied with in a way. And then I just continued to really follow her work because there was just – there felt like an alignment there. And she's wonderful. Like you can just like DM her. She's like the sweetest. She has all these like like free offerings for the community if you're not able to invest in her work right away. Like it's, it's beautiful. Um, and through her, she did I think this like um, – I don't know what I when I took it. It was sometime in 2021. I took this like free money management class and the system that I and I and I started the system, but I wasn't really using it properly. So this was like let's say 2020 like 
I want to say like spring 2020. Yeah. And then in summer of 2020, I think I implemented what I learned, but I didn't implement it properly, but I set everything up. So like there's a system of like with your money to keep your money organized like you would any like trying to just – it's like if you're trying to organize a bunch of papers, you don't put them in one pile, right? You have to separate them into different piles, aka if you want money towards a trip or money towards a certification course or money towards like – your bills, they, you, the money needs to be in different places so that it's organized and you can see it clearly. And it made so much sense to me because I was like not – what she was explaining, I was not taught in any capacity by anybody growing up. And I was like, wow, okay, this makes sense. So I made a bunch of accounts and I set it all up, but I put all the money in one account and I didn't really disperse it. So I didn't really do it properly, but like I – um. I started the whole. I started that. That's the main purpose of this. I started, and I was like, "Okay, we're taking a step forward." Also, um, the fact that this episode has the title "Money" in it either made you really like uncomfortable, or you're like, "Okay, cool." And you have to watch your reaction to that as well, because it can speak a lot about your um, subconscious and like certain beliefs that you have around things. So I've been self-employed since I was twenty, and. Um, I, like I, they don't, in the training programs I did for business and like what I learned at school before I left and just things, I, they really don't even, these programs don't teach you proper like business money management either. But, um, I mean, being a young entrepreneur, again, I've mentioned the like making sure you're charging your worth and, you know, I was, yeah, it's just very – it's a journey. But one of the reasons why I was really very much drawn towards the money management work she was that she was offering is because, like, as a business owner, you might have moments where you put out an offer and, like, maybe no one enrolls or you, like, want to hit another level. So you're like, okay, I'm making this much per month. I want to make more. But then something happens and it – and, like – it's not really working and you have to look at your subconscious like almost like self-sabotaging behaviors around your views about money and it's very interesting and I have to thank past Lisa for starting a business because if I hadn't started a business, I would not probably have looked into my like subconscious money story. So, um, okay, so what timeline are we at? So in 2020 – I was like, I went through a change in the services I was offering that to feel more aligned. And then I also started the podcast. And then in 2021, I believe I took this free course that she did, which was called like healing your money story. And you had to write, answer all these journal prompts, which are super helpful and write down everything that you were sort of feeling and thinking towards money. And a lot of it had to do with like my upbringing, which I don't. I don't necessarily get super personal about those things on here. I'm normally someone to keep it very professional. Um, but so I was raised by a single mom and so only ever one income. And there was always kind of that almost like a struggle in a sense, right? A feeling of like there's never enough, there's never enough. 
And then, so that's not necessarily very helpful to grow up seeing that um, and feeling like a fear like, oh no, is my parent going to be able to like pay all of these bills, which is not a child responsibility. But when you're like the oldest of of two and you have a single mom, it's like, that's what, that's what life is. Um, So I was always very aware from a young age. And the thing is, is um, I heard one, like my mom always says this joke. I'll say it. I'll say it on here. But I heard somebody else say it when I was like, I was getting paint at the dollar store because I was like, I wanted to make my own art for my apartment because like I couldn't find anything I liked in the store. And I said, okay, I'm going to get creative. I'm going to make paint my own art. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was fun though. I, I'm staring at it right now. I'm probably going to paint another one, but that's where I was. I was at the dollar store getting paint and like the foam brushes to like paint this canvas. And um, the guy like in front of me like tapped the card and was paying and then he's just – and it went through and approved and he's like, oh, there's still money in there. And that is something my mom has made like little remarks about when we've been at the grocery store, like anywhere. It it goes through and she's like, oh, there's still money in there, right? And normally the cashier does a chuckle. (laughs) Now, I personally – do not like when she does that. It bothers me deeply to my core because I'm going to say this right now. If you don't know how much money is in your bank account like right now, please go check how much money you have in your bank account. And if you feel very scared to go see how much money is in your bank account, you really need to address that because um, something that's not really mentioned is that like we have our chakra system and Um, the root chakra deals with things like our home and our shelter and food and basic safety needs. And in the culture that we live in, you need money to pay for a shelter. It's gotten to the point where it's like very, very, very bad and they're trying to make it super unaffordable and it's not this, the society we live in, the government, it's horrible. But in a sense, you need to have money in order to pay for your shelter, to pay for your basic safety needs, which is which is a root chakra thing. So if you do not know how much money is in your bank account, then your root chakra cannot feel secure. And I will say that like I remember when I was in university and when I was like a late teenager, I was always scared to check my bank account. And um, now I'm not scared to check my bank account because I know my numbers. I know my numbers. And I feel like that's something that Talia says. You got to know your numbers. And um, a lot of the times people can have emotional ties to money. And I probably was like that at one point. But now I kind of just look at it like it's a number. There's no – money is just a currency. You put the value you have on it. I mean the money itself is just a number. Like a $5 bill is just a $5 bill. It's not – it doesn't equal anything. It's literally just $5 of currency so that you can buy something at a store that's $5. Like – it's it's just a number. So when I look at my numbers now, it's just I hold no attachment to them other than like this is the money that I received. This is the account it goes in. This is what it's, you know, going towards. Um, something else that Natalia would say is that you have to give your money like a purpose. Like you have to give the money a purpose because um, – or else it doesn't know what to do because humans are the ones that utilize it, right? Um, there's also this – there's this question that's one of the journal prompts and I'll ask it to you now and like see what your response is just kind of mentally um, or you can journal on it too um, is think of right now like a rich person. How do you feel about a rich person? And like 
you know, okay, there's that question. But then think about when you were younger, how were people who had lots of money or were rich or whatever, where do you want to use? How did your parents describe them, right? So that's another thing to look at as well. Um, But yeah, because a lot of – and this came through during one of the courses I was doing with her, but a lot of um, women in business like stop themselves from earning money because they – if they think if they're going to become a quote-unquote like rich person or have a lot of money, it'll make them bad because that's what they were like taught to believe. And I was kind of one of these these people to think that if you have a lot of money, it equals that you're bad. Therefore, your subconscious is telling you don't make a lot of money because it's trying to remain safe and accepted by people, right? It's so weird once you go into all the subconscious stuff. But um, yeah, so you kind of have to reprogram the subconscious to what you think about people with money. Because if you have a bad view of people who have a lot of money, then you won't ever be one of those people because why would you want to be like something you don't like? That's like one of the first things you have to address. But when you see someone walking down the street, the, the and it doesn't matter how much money someone has, right? It, that doesn't really give any indication of what their personality is going to be like, right? What you need to worry about is just like your own story of money and making sure that you are earning what you're what you're deserving of and what you know, the word enough, I don't even want to say the word enough, but making sure you're earning enough or what you're worthy of or any goals that you have you want to hit so that your root chakra can remain safe because if or stable because if your root chakra is not stable or you don't feel rooted in that root chakra, like grounded in uh, safety and like a home and with food, you're not going to be able to you know, tap into your sacral and get into that creative zone. You're not going to be able to address any emotional needs in your solar plexus chakra. God forbid going up to your heart chakra and dealing with like love emotions or relationships and then going up to the throat chakra and and really being able to speak your truth if you don't even feel like you have a safe living situation, right? So and then you have to like in society, like the way things are set up, a lot of people get stuck in root chakra problems. So I definitely think that I was like raised in an environment where there were root chakra problems. So it is my goal as an adult to not give myself root chakra problems and to feel pretty stable so that I can like go upwards in our chakra system and like tap into that energy, sort of living the full expression of life. Hopefully this makes sense what I'm like talking about. But um, yeah, just – but you have to sort of like really – I probably cried knowing me. I have like a Pisces moon. But when I did the journal prompts, like you really have to face the reality. You cannot lie. I wonder if I have – I have no idea where I have papers everywhere, Um, what I like wrote down. But yeah, you really have to – it's like the first thing you must do is acknowledge your views and beliefs on things and you have to get really raw and honest with yourself and you have to go deep because you can't start like changing something until you've faced the reality of the situation. 
So, I mean, even knowing your numbers, like don't be afraid to look at your bank account. If you do have some debt, you have some debt. Acknowledge it. Forgive yourself for whatever. Like having debt doesn't make you bad. So like forgiving yourself, like that's what you had to do in the moment. You're forgiving yourself. You were like releasing it emotionally and then you formulate a a plan to pay it off. Um, There's – I would just really recommend – following Natalia on Instagram. I'll link her in the show notes. Um, With all of this stuff, it's very, very helpful. And everything that I have done with her, I did like one month of her um, mystery babe mystical school or mystical babe mystery school, something like that. It's super cute name. I only did one month of it because that's what I could like – that's what I budgeted for. And she's, she's USD, so it always is more in Canadian. So I'm like, ah. But um, so I did one month and I did like all of her courses. And I am um, in one month, I through tapping and other practices, which I'll share in the next half of this podcast, um, just one month of her stuff. So I invested about $130 Canadian into myself to kind of really work through this Um, and then just a bunch of free resources. So like tap into – like go to her account, check her out, tap into her free resources that she offers that are available so you can see if it's like fit for you and then look at the paid offerings. But all I had to do is invest $130 in myself Canadian and I mean I was – I was basically like I pre-did all of my work that I had to do for my business and then I sat down and I just was learning. I was just in this absorption mode of information and I just was learning for two weeks. But I was able to do that at that point in time with the way my business was set up and how I was working and I was just able to sit and rest and learn. Um, And now depending on your situation, you may or may not be able to do that, but I like overloaded. I don't want to say overloaded, but I like really loaded myself up with information in a two-week period. And one of the things I learned to do was tapping. But before you can tap, you have to acknowledge the sub like you have to acknowledge things. You have to. You have to admit things to yourself and like not be scared of like what that means before you can start tapping. So I will be back in a second and I will explain Blaine, my tapping journey, and also I was doing hypnosis, breath work, meditation. What else did I do? I did mirror work. I did a lot of things. So I'll come back and explain all of that. Okay, so back to the tapping. So basically when I was taking these, I took this, like these courses, all these courses from July 23rd, 2021 to August 23rd, 2021. But then I continued doing a bunch of stuff around into October and then I kind of like fell off. I did about, I think, 80 days in a row. So this is just like a synopsis, is that the right word, summary of my um, routine. So I woke up in the morning and I did my tapping. Then after I did my tapping, no, no, wait. I woke up in the morning and I listened to some affirmations while I just kind of like, you know, got my breakfast together and all of that stuff. So first it was the affirmations. We affirm. We wake up, we affirm. (laughs) After we've affirmed and I feel like a little settled, we sit and 
I say we, it's just me. But as a Gemini, I feel like there's more of me. So we say we. So we affirm, then we tap, then we meditate. And then throughout the day, I'd listen to daytime affirm, like more affirmations. I listen to them instead of music. Like I love listening to music, but I was like, I wonder what my subconscious is picking up with the words from the music if I'm listening to the, all these songs. So I'm like, maybe I should be listening to affirmations that have like the like really soothing meditation vibes in the background, you know? And then my nighttime routine is I would do a meditation and then I would throw on a hypnosis. So I'm going to pull up so I can – list off the titles that I was doing. Now you can tap and do hypnosis on like literally anything. Um, but I was very, very specific to abundance and confidence things. Those were my, um, yeah, that was my main focus because I was going through the heavy Saturn and Jupiter in the eighth house and money is is in there. It's one of the themes and that's what really chose to come out for me. So yeah, I did a money abundance hypnosis, money flows meditation, um, daytime affirmations about wealth and earning, a you were born to be phenomenal one. What else is on here? Uh, for wealth and peace. Again, that just connects to that, like that root chakra. Um, but yeah, and these things don't take a long time. Probably sounds like I was doing – so like a lot in the mornings. I'd put on a little affirm. Which one was it? I think it was only like 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah, like 10 minutes in the morning. And the reason I should explain why it's morning and night if you're in, if you're interested in that. Um, so in the morning, you know, when you wake up and you're kind of like – is it feeling like groggy? It's sort of like you were in a state of unconscious and like you're slowly moving into a conscious state. So therefore, when you first wake up, you're not fully conscious. It's called theta state, I believe. And when you're in theta state, your mind is more susceptible to its surroundings and like what you're picking up. It's very – I think it's very fascinating stuff. I mean, I got my glasses on. I'm like nerding out about like the brain and neuroscience and like our subconscious and stuff like that. But – um, now raise your hand if you immediately check your phone when you wake up in the morning. I'm not raising my hand, but like if you talked to me a while ago, yeah, that's what I was doing. And when you look at your phone, right, when you wake up and you start, I don't know if you just, if you like, I used to check my emails right when I woke up. I don't do that now. Um, but it would cause me to have like anxiousness during my day or like if I got an email I didn't like and then that caused um, anxiety in my body or maybe I just felt anxious because I wasn't fully awake or pre- prepared mentally to be dealing with an email when I'm in theta state like early in the morning. It's like that's not the time for emails. Um, and then I used to go straight on Instagram and just start scrolling. Like why? Like whatever you're scrolling through on Instagram – in that really like sensitive state that you're in, it's going to like potentially set up your whole day. Like it's actually true when people say have a morning routine, it like sets your day, right? Like it, it does. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I personally now, like I don't look at anything phone. Like I turn my alarm off on my phone, but then I like 
put the phone away and then I get ready for the day and I don't look at the phone. Like I don't check my emails, go on social media for a while and then I kind of just like the first action that I do, let's say it's like brushing the teeth, right? Um, you're in theta state brushing your teeth. I mean, I don't really know what can come from that, but it's better than like God knows what on social media, like what's going to come up. Um, I guess there's also a point where I'd say check who you're following on social and if you keep seeing content that's making you feel not so good, like unfollow or mute the account, please. Because um, during the day, you, you're also programming things into your brain. You're just more like sensitive in the morning. So when I was listening to the affirmations right when I woke, woke up, that's like, okay, you keep immediately turn it on. I even like maybe not even move from my bed and just lie there and it's like a five. I've just found the one on here. It's called biz building affirmations. We were in business building mode. It says it's five minutes and I put that on. You just lie there and listen to it for five minutes and it really sets like the tone for the day and you you step out of bed feeling a lot more even like confident in yourself or more grounded like yes like let's do this as opposed to like oh my gosh I'm comparing myself to all these people on Instagram like that's not that's just not good we don't we don't want to do that um and then once I always say once you've affirmed yourself rudely then you move on to the tapping now tapping is so fun so I've done a few tappings with um Natalia but she directed me to Gala Darling. Now, I don't know if you follow her, but she's like amazing. Um, and she's a Virgo. So if you know anything about astrology, like she's just like a Virgo babe. Virgos are like amazing. <laughs> I have a North Node of Virgo. So if you have any Virgo in your chart, like sun, moon, rising, Mercury, Venus, Mars, yeah, we will get along Virgo energy it's just great. I'm trying to think of some that I did a lot of. And you can tap on anything. So in case you have an anxiety EFT tapping in that I did, you can do ones for like loving your body. This is commit to your dream. Okay, what else have I listened to? Some of her titles are just like hilarious. Um, I'm proud of what I've done. Tapping for the ultimate confidence. Um, tapping that I believe in myself, tapping on being successful, uh, tapping that I'm loved and safe, tapping that I can do it, tapping for positive change. I think uh, the one I really liked, if I can find it, was tapping on my fear of success because that's a theme that has come up a lot that ties into um, the like the earning, like capping, like once, oh, once I make this amount of money, like I somehow cap myself and won't let myself grow past it, which is can be tied to a fear of success. So yeah, where was that one? There's so many on here. She has so many. Again, these are free babes, free resources. Um, but again, all of these wonderful humans have like paid offerings, which you're going to get like a thousand times more value than the free. But like there's free shit. So I always say like there's no excuses. If you want to like change yourself, you can take action and it doesn't cost you anything other than your own time if you're willing to put time, which is the most valuable currency you have, into yourself. So 
then I would tap. And tapping on my Instagram, there'll be like a little video of me tapping because I'll be directing people from Instagram to the podcast. We circle the content. Um, you, you can't even – it's not even a sound. Like you start with like the fatty part of your hand, like the karate chop point, and you just tap. Um, so you take your right hand, the fingertips there, and you just start tapping. And then you say something out loud as you tap. And you can do your own tappings. Like you don't need to follow a video. I prefer to follow a video. So you're tapping, you're tapping, you're tapping. This is where you're really like trying to tap out, tap like out the negative, but by like actually admitting things. And your hand after a certain point, you'll feel like a vibration. It's really cool. And tapping is basically like meridian points in your body. You're like tapping them to get the energy flowing and moving so it's not stuck. So for me, tapping on abundance or removing money blocks or removing things that I was told when I was younger and I want to remove those, I'm literally getting into that energy where I might feel stuck in my body and we're moving it out but then there's also there's that like psychological component because you're talking as well, right? Um, it's really cool. It's like physical meets psychological. It's it's but then there's an emotional component too. Um, when I've tapped, I've yawned like crazy, which is just energy moving through, which I think is cool because when I did my Reiki trainings, whenever I would practice Reiki on somebody, I would start yawning. I'm gonna yawn right now. As I mentioned, the yawning. Oh my gosh. So something unstuck there. So I was tapping my hand. So maybe that's why. Okay. So I would do the tapping. Then I would sit in a meditation, super chill, sit in the meditation, all of that. And yeah. Then before bed, I did another meditation and I listened to hypnosis. Again, the money or the confidence. I feel like kind of tie in. And I did that for like Seventy, eighty days in a row, and I definitely will say that. So like, I did this July and August uh, into September, but my life, in a sense, started to feel really different in September and October, and um, just almost there were certain parts that felt a little like painful. And I'm going to associate that again with the eighth house because transformation might not necessarily feel comfortable. It felt a little painful, but I knew that like whatever was happening was like good. But it can be really uncomfortable to be like, huh, doesn't feel good to hang out with this person anymore. Huh. Um, I don't feel like doing that anymore. Huh. I feel like I need to change this. Like it was like very interesting times. But what actually happened for me with the tapping is that um, before I started tapping, I moved into my own place. So I was actually able to do all this learning, tapping, meditating. Oh my gosh, the breath work. I forgot about the breath work. I don't know what it's called. I forget, but you put your arms above your head. You close your lips together and you just breathe out your nose. like, And then you like bring your arms down like you're pulling on something. I would do that too. Um it's a very energizing breath to do in the morning. I'll link a video for that too in the show notes because you cannot see what I'm just I did there. But I would do the breath work too. 
um breath breath work to energize you could also do like the morning dance party that really helps too um but yeah so or you could journal as well in the mornings and i'm just listening morning practices but you kind of go with like what works with you and your energy and what you can really flow with but i was living in my own place just strictly doing my own business and freelance work and my root chakra did not feel stable and um because it's it's freelance but i was like okay i have this consistent um like living expense but i don't necessarily have consistent income i'm like something is not matching up so after doing all this tapping and everything i was like okay i'm gonna be committed to building my business like i just turned 24 when i moved I'm like, I'm going to be committed to building my business, but to do that, to build my business, because my business is my child, okay? And if I have this baby, I can't, I can't just rely on this baby to like provide for me. Like, can you imagine a like toddler? Because my business is like, my entrepreneurial journey is almost four. However, um, the when I started doing needle chart readings, we're at like a year a year and a half. So yeah, this is this is a baby. Um, I can't, you can't expect a baby to like provide and pay the bills. Like a baby is still learning to like talk and walk and like you got to learn to hold your head up first before you can start going out and like working. So um, on a whim, I applied for a job, a full-time job, not something I thought I would never do. It was a very quick process and I got it. And um, I'd never done like the salary thing before, but I picked a number and they didn't try to negotiate me down, which was extremely just, I was like, thank you for not negotiating me down because the work that I did before with um, freelance social media management, I'd quote somebody and the they would always knock the price down. And the thing is, is looking back, I'd be like, okay you know, 600 for the month for social media management, you know, how about 500? Like I could have said to those people, nope, sorry, that's that. That's what it is, no negotiations. But when you're newer and everything, like people negotiate you down, right? Say 500 and then they're like, oh, how about 300? And I'm like, okay, well, if it's that, then you, you knock down what you're kind of offering them. But then you think, is that really worth your time? So I'm just, I was really used to people like negotiating with me to like get prices down lower. So when I was able to just say, this is what I'd like as a salary, boom, they offered it to me. I was like, wow. And then in my mind, I'm like, maybe like maybe I could have asked for a little bit more but like I was I was just very very grateful that um I was not negotiated down so then I got that job and then I felt very and I'm still there and I like that I have this sort of steady thing in a sense to provide for me and my child aka my business so that I'm able I feel like now within my business to play around more if that makes sense with offerings and the best way for me to serve my community to serve you and what like in the ways that I can help because it's not like I'm like um Natalia also talks a lot about language and as a Gemini I talk a lot so you have to be very mindful of your words and saying things like I was saying things like I need to get this many readings I need to get this many readings or I need to book this many um, people and I need one more freelance social media client literally in an essence just to make sure that like all bases are covered in terms of expenses 
But when you vibrate at an I need, I need, I need frequency, it's almost like desperation in a sense. And then you're not going to be doing your best serving when you're in like desperate um, survival mode, aka your root chakra is not stable. And um, yeah, so it was kind of like the biggest like, oh my God, I can't believe I got a full-time job. But by doing all that tapping, I realized, okay, eighth house, boom. So doing all this work helped me get a full-time job, which is crazy considering like I dropped out of university and I never thought I would ever work for anybody for that reason. I'm just like basically self-taught with most things and I'm just based off of experience. So the fact that um, I was able to get a job without the like formal piece of stupid paper, you have a degree good for you for going through with it because I could not go through with mine. Um, But if you went through it, like you're freaking amazing. Um, But yeah, so the fact that I was able to get like a job without that piece of paper, I was like, my goodness, and not be negotiated down. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So yeah, there's that. But now it's like every month I can say like, I want to do this offering or I want to do two readings every month because I want to serve two people like on the weekends, like because I do readings on Saturdays, but saying like, I want to do two readings a month or three readings a month. But they're in my mind, like I don't quote, like I don't need to do the readings in an essence of like for survival. I want to do the readings because I can talk about astrology all day long. I love talking. I love meeting like new people. And then I love helping you on the other end of that reading discover whatever it is that has called you to book the reading. There's always something that's called someone to book a reading. Um, but yeah, like I want to do those things. And you and there's a different vibration at the want than at the need. So yeah, what else do I have to share? But yeah, we just had, and there were two full moons in Aquarius, one in July, one August. So I was really like, I was tapping through both those moons, like, because they were both um, in my eighth house with the sun and Leo in the second. And then now we just had our new moon in Aquarius in the eighth with that full moon in the second. And for me, Work is still very big on my mind in essence. And I just feel like there's like an opportunity that's going to come up soon. I don't know what though, but there's an opportunity. But yeah, so mm -hmm. trying to think of something else. But yeah, if you are – I personally believe – this is not just me ranting about entrepreneurship, but I personally believe that like not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Like, no way. Um, Not everyone's meant to do that, like, full-fledged. You, like, run your own business, you're the CEO. Like, no, that's not – that's not everyone's thing. Um, However, when you have a talent or a gift, um, whether you're artistic, any form of creativity that you have, or you just have a really cool, like, skill and you think it would help people because guess what? It probably is going to help people. I believe you need to offer it to the world because you're doing yourself a disservice or you're doing, like, um, humanity a disservice, right? Like, if you have a skill that could help somebody, why do you not want to share it, you know? So, like, I believe that every 
I say women specifically because they mainly deal – well, yes, I only really – I work with um, women only. But, uh, yeah, if you have a – well, no, what was I – where was I going with that? I confused myself. Um, I believe that every woman should have another source of revenue or income or something and not just rely on a job. You need to do that for yourself. I mean – for me, the, the full-time job is a new experience. It's like every two weeks, money magically appears in your bank account. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this is so weird. I tell it to everyone and they laugh at me. And I'm like, no, because like how I earned money before was like people pay invoices and you never know if they're going to pay it on time or like early. Like you don't know when the money is going to drop into your the like the account. You have no idea. Um, so – it's just – it's odd for me. It's like, oh my gosh, I show up and work and then they just put the money in. I'm like, there. this is – this feels like a trick, right? And it really – it takes up most of your week. So that's the trick. That's the exchange. It's the time exchange. Um, but, you know, if you are artsy and crafty, you have some things that you make and you think it would look cute in someone's home and make their day and bring them joy, sell them boom, you got your work during the week, which you trade off your time for to get that cushy, cozy, um, steady, let's have a stable root chakra, which for me, sometimes I feel like I can't trust it as much because I feel like if it's taken away, it's a pretty big chunk of uh, money that is taken away, like of the, consist- the consistency. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's like each month is different. And in my opinion, the only way you stop making money as an entrepreneur is if you literally stop offering something. And you can have multiple different ways of doing it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Sometimes I feel like my root chakra feels safer doing entrepreneurial things because I know I'm relying on me and I feel strongly in relying on myself. I know I can rely on myself. But then for the other full-time job, it's like I'm relying on these other people and I'm like, oh my gosh. It just – there's a – it's – we're still working with it. We still have Saturn going through my eighth house until 2023, but also looking to see where Saturn is in your chart, where it's transiting, like where Aquarius is and you are still going through. You will still be working on whatever it is you're working on until 2023. So yeah, but you're artistic. You can have a store and you can come home from work and like there can be three people that placed an order and then the evenings you wrap it up and then you either ship it out or uh, they come pick it up or you deliver it or whatever you do. But boom. Boom. You Let's say you just made like – let's say you made like, I don't know, $170 at your day job. And then you made an extra 100 bucks when you got home from orders. There's literally nothing stopping <laughs> you from doing that. Um but you could literally like – I'm trying to think like – and you don't have to be an entrepreneur to like offer just one, one little service or product. Like it can just be like a little side thing that you do for fun and it can ebb and flow with your energy and looking at your natal chart to see when you ebb and flow. Um, like an example, my my brother is um, – account. He's in, he works in accounting. So his day job like account – whatever he does with numbers and stuff – but he could totally, if he wanted to, help out a business and like just one business and uh, 
help them with their stuff if he wanted to like on the side what's stopping him from helping more people with numbers because <laughs> numbers is not everyone's strong suit you know um I'm trying to think of something else someone someone I know does <laughs> um I don't, oh my gosh, you could literally, like, there's no limitations on what you can offer, like, there, there, there just isn't, like, there are people now, I don't know, no, I don't know why this is coming to me, but there are people now that are, like, public speaking coaches, which I think is amazing, because I, just as a business owner, like, doing this podcast and doing videos in the past, like, it took me a long time to feel comfortable, like, speaking, um, so, it's a very needed thing. Um, like there are people that are specific to like, I'm just, I just know a lot of stuff with marketing because that's what I used to do freelance. Um, but like just specific to copywriting, just specific, like there's someone I follow on Instagram. Like I wrote a book, my, like I did it myself. I don't know how I, how I did that last year. Um, like boom, there's a little plug in for my book. Um, but I wrote it in like five months then someone edited it in a month and then designed it. The design process probably took longer than writing it seriously, but it's beautiful inside. Um, but there's somebody who's like a book coach. She will help you become an author. Like she'll help you write your book and coach you through it if you need that accountability. I'm like, that's amazing. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I mean, I'm that person though in my family where I'm like, I read natal charts and I help – you know, do like business strategy sessions with people. I call it mid-heaven mentorship. We look at your mid-heaven and your purpose and we sit down and we figure out what you're supposed to do in your business. And then we also like tap into like some human design just a little bit and then the numerology and like business energetics and meditation so that you can be doing what you love to do. Like I love working with female entrepreneurs because I'm like so passionate about like the independence when it comes to just like you living on your own time. And um, yeah, that's my, that's my thing. That's what I do. And you think my family has any idea what I do? Absolutely not. They just know I talk about um, astrology on my computer to other people. So there's, yeah. So if you think your idea is weird, it's not weird. Someone needs it out there. Like literally, I have like a I have a list of everyone who I've ever done needle chart reading with and I keep track like well their birthday is there but then I um I send crystals to everybody on their birthday cuz I just like giving gifts it's fun. Um but I look at like this list of people that I've served and I'm like holy shit I can't believe this many people wanted an astrology reading. Because when you first start you're like no one's going to want a reading. Yeah, yeah people want readings. It's it's so cool. So if you have that mentality it's like about whatever you you're like oh no one will buy it yes someone will buy it there's someone that's gonna buy it like get that thought out of your head someone somebody wants it out there right somebody wants whatever it has that you're offering but like you we have to feel like I don't know strong enough to put ourselves out there um because I don't know I feel like the world just needs more like people living in their their truth or then their dreams right I don't know where I'm going with this now but yeah because if people are doing things that they love then like they're going to radiate a different energy and then that will just like kind of radiate out and out and then it'll kind of collectively like shift like a wave in a sense 
So yeah, that is all I have to say about EFT tapping, but I stopped tapping. I may start tapping again because Uranus is going to like conjunct my Mercury, which is my mind, and tapping can be very like soothing mentally. Um, But yeah, EFT tapping is really, really cool. It's life-changing. I felt like my root chakra was so like not very stable. Um, And I tapped and I stabilized myself. And I have been stable since then. And I've realigned myself in terms of specific groups and people. Um, All thanks to the freaking tapping. So I'm going to link some of my favorites below try it out you can do it you can tap for like eight minutes or four minutes five minutes and it's really easy and yeah so let me know um anywhere email instagram where saturn is transiting in yours in your chart and if uh you have any eighth house placements or transits and if you feel what I mean with this like transformative energy or if you do have like a a desire to learn more about money and your subconscious. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.